0: J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
1: Chapter 7, Nightmare. I told Charlie I had a lot of homework to do and that I didn't want anything to eat. There was a basketball game on that he was excited about. Though of course I had no idea what was special about it. So he wasn't aware of anything unusual in my face or tone. I'm Vanessa Zoltan and I'm Julia Argy and this is Hot and Bothered Twilight in Quarantine. To the bottom of why she's fainting all the time. This girl doesn't eat until dinner. She's intermittent fasting? Yeah, she skips dinner in this chapter. She often skips lunch. Because Edward makes her so nervous. Yeah, she never eats. What about those enchiladas, Vanessa? She makes steak and potatoes. She just like only eats dinner. I think that we got to the bottom of her fainting problem. Do you want to start us off on the recap, Vanessa? I do indeed. Can you count me in? Three, two, One, go. So Bella is really sad because Edward's gone missing, but upside, it's sunny out. Do those two things have anything to do with each other? I don't know. She listens to a lot of really loud music so much because she's so depressed that she sort of learns about it. Mike asks her out. She's like, no, Jessica likes you. So Mike asks Jessica out. Jessica asks her to go to Port Angeles with her to go shopping. Bella says yes, which means that she is listening to the podcast and she is taking my great advice to become friends with girls wow you didn't hit any of the bulk of the chapter which was her googling and the page by page flip through of her search results what the timer hasn't started don't recap off time (laughs) that's cheating trying to get a leg up any way i can would you like to count me in yes i would okay on the clock now on your mark get set go um she has a dream where Edward is a vampire, Jacob is a werewolf, and Mike is something else? Question, question mark. Then um, she can't fall back asleep and she goes to the wood and she lies down outside and she thinks about how green trees are and she hates moss. And then uh, she goes to school and Edward's not there and Mike asks her out and he does this really gross move with her hair, which I'll touch on later. And then she Googles a lot about vampires and like if they're nice or if they're mean and turns out they're probably mean except for maybe ancient Carlisle, which is on Google. We don't know that she Googles. She uses her favorite search engine. She uses Bing. Bella uses Bing. (laughs) You have no idea. Bella is so careful to not do product placement when she's not being paid for it. She's a true influencer and she stays vague. She just says, I used my favorite search engine. And I think her agent probably emailed whichever one of those it was and was like, look, in the next edition of the book, we will include that it was Netscape. (laughs) If you pay us. Did you like any part of this chapter, Vanessa? Yes. I actually really loved the description of the pop-up ads. I was actually raised even like pre-pop-up ad, but I do remember thinking that the internet would never take off because it was so slow and took so much time and effort. And so I don't know. I just liked thinking about a time when the internet was slower. And most likely people weren't having nine hours of Zoom meetings a day. Do you think there were, like, local singles in Bella's area? Yeah. Also, I think that since she's new to the area, she shouldn't have been clicking all those pop-up ads closed so quickly. <laughs> Should have been like, woo. Full of good information, as always. Yeah. Sorry, we're not in the advice section of the podcast yet. That does not count <laughs> as one of my pieces of advice. <laughs> Bella, click on your ads and get viruses on your computer. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Julia? What was the part that you were like, yeah, Twilight? Okay, Bella and I have so much in common, everyone. When Bella talks from the first line about how she doesn't care about sports and doesn't understand what's different about one game to the next, I was like, oh, me too. It's <laughs> like, yes. So we both don't know anything about superheroes and sports. And I don't know, I can't wait to find out what else we're confused about in later chapters. Really gives me something to relate to with her. I feel like you both also have translucent skin. <laughs> yep. I'm just a hologram. Your hair also has red in it. Thank you. In a certain light. Oh my God. But that's mostly because I henna diet for you once a year. Yeah. I mean, Mike does comment on that. Oh, we're so, we're always approaching my Mike and hair comment, but I know I have to hold back. No, let's jump right in. You give your advice. Okay. Mike, in an attempt to flirt, says your hair has red in it in the sun and then grabs a piece and tucks it behind her ear and it was so gross i hated it and i wish he would never do that again far be it for me to correct you but what he actually says is your hair has some red in it and she goes only in the sun (laughs) okay so what is your advice to mike stop doing bad moves it's like do you remember when it used to be a thing where like you'd go to the movie theater and like you would always talk about, like, a boy putting his arm over your shoulder. Yawning. A Yawning. Yay! Oh, it's so gross. It's the, it's the equivalent, and I hated it. And she also hated it, to her credit. Another thing Della and I have in common. And I just wish he would stop. Also because she obviously doesn't like him. That's just the second point. But even if she did like him, it would be a bad move. What do you wish he had done instead? Like, what would it look like if he had game according to Julia? Like, if he had showed up to school with a batch of freshly made cookies and was like, Oh, I thought of you last night. Here's some cookies. That would be hot, sexy, helpful, and delicious. Literally hot if they were fresh from the oven. Yeah. He sped to school. It's like, I need to get these to Bella <laughs> while they're still warm. <laughs> Vanessa, what would you do to flirt with Bella? I think he's sort of doing a good job. He's in shorts, so he's showing a little leg because it's sunny. And I love it when someone shows me a little leg. It sounds like he has spiky blonde hair, which I love the 90s look. So I don't know. I might go for Mike today. (laughs) I might be like, yes, Mike, in those shorts and with that hairdo. Okay. Maybe he could learn like a Justin Timberlake song from NSYNC. Yeah, I think that that's exactly right. He's like two-thirds of the way there. If he then walked up to me and he said, hey, Bella, Edward Cullen, bye, 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 I'd be like, oh, my God. Bye, bye. (laughs) Yeah, I think that someone singing to me would be really seductive in skimpy shorts and with a great hairdo. Bleach tips. What advice would you give for someone in this chapter? So I would give advice to Bella. You pointed us to this moment where she Alta Vista searches about vampires and she learns all this information. And then she goes to the woods and is like, I just don't know what to do with this information. And then she comes to the conclusion that she has to just pursue things with Edward because she uses the phrase that she was in too deep. And I would just like to discuss with Bella the sunk cost fallacy that There's no such thing as in too deep. At a certain point, if you feel as though you're in a deep hole and therefore you are investing more, you're just throwing in good money after bad. So my advice is with all this great education she got in Phoenix, it sounds like she didn't learn any basic economics. So my advice is an intro to economics class. Mm. She has Alta Vista. She should be Googling how to do an online at class or when she's in Seattle next week by an introduction to macroeconomics book. So I also had a note about her decision-making process, and she makes a decision before taking a long nap out in the sun. And I would say just take the nap first and then decide. Just a good rest. As I texted Vanessa, I am coming from this recording fresh off a two-hour nap and two frozen pieces of cookie dough later. And I'm feeling so much better about my day than I was earlier. So... I recommend to Bella, in addition to getting an econ book, just sleeping on it before you end up making bad decisions. Because if you make a bad decision after you take a nap, at least you know you tried. And this sounds like you're getting back to something we discussed at the beginning, which is also snacking. Like maybe part of why she's making poor decisions is because she's not eating. Mm, Yeah. My mom always says that I'm not allowed to complain about things until I've tried a nap and a banana. (laughs) Yeah, Bella needs a nap and a banana. So, Julia, what is your second piece of advice today? So my second piece of advice has to do, I think, with Bella's accessories. We hear that she, too, is using a rubber band to tie her hair back. And I know that people will say that apparently Stephanie Meyer just calls hair elastic rubber bands. But I'm of the opinion that I'm reading this text literally and that Bella, too, uses rubber bands to tie her hair back. And I wish she would stop. The second part of my advice is she wakes up from her Screamo music session wearing her shoes in bed, and I just don't think you should get in bed with shoes on. It's not sanitary. You'll have to wash your sheets more often. It's just a bad vibe. I also call hair elastics rubber bands. I've never heard you say that, and to hear that that is true shocks me. It's not what it is. I mean, it sort of is what it is. I would call it a hair rubber band. Yeah. Yeah. But a straight-up rubber band is a different thing. Like, if I were to be like, hey, you want this rubber band? You wouldn't picture me passing you a hair elastic. No. I mean, basically, the advice is everyone should be using scrunchies. Well, her care package is going to be big this week. Scrunchie, granola bar, slippers. She's going to rake it in from us. We might have to increase the budget for our fictional care package. Do you have a second piece of advice for someone? I sure do. It is for Bella. Bella, do not wait for a fuckboy to call, especially if that boy has given no indication that he's going to call. Like, she seriously considers saying no to going dress shopping with Angela and Jess because she thinks that Edward might show up without a plan, even though he wasn't at school that day. And this is some seriously flawed logic. Never wait for a boy to call. Go about your life. Boys can leave messages. You can call them back. It's fine. But definitely don't wait for a boy to call when they have no plan to call. Maybe she's operating under the, like, 1800s understanding of calling on someone, where you kind of do just unexpectedly show up at their house. Which she is right to sense, because isn't he – Unexpectedly showing up at her house and she just doesn't know yet to watch her sleep and stalk her and stuff. Sure. But if we're doing like 19th century, then you have hours that you keep at home Mm -hmm. as the person receiving visitors and the visitor leaves a card if they happen to miss you. So still you're going to get the message waiting for love interests to call of any gender it's just, like, bad for your brain. Mm-hmm. If you find yourself doing it, go out with friends. Go do something while we're on quarantine. Listen to a podcast. Go on a Zoom date. Pet your goldfish. But, like, yeah, I just see some really unhealthy patterns developing here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's wasting her time when it comes to waiting for Edward. But here's the thing. I also think that, like, Bella's just in this isolation phase. So I want to sort of give advice to B, which is, like, she should be reaching out to her mom. Like, Renee seems to really care about her. Charlie does, too. But, like, everybody has different love languages and shows their love in different ways. But Renee seems to show her love through communication and is constantly, like, begging Bella to write And one of her emails just says, mom, comma, sorry, period. I've been out, period. I went to the beach with some friends, period. And I had to write a paper. And like, that's it. Like, you are in a depression. You are spiraling. You're not eating. You're fainting all the time. Confide in your mother, and and didn't she get that phone line put in just for the sole purpose of calling her mom and then proceeds to never use it? The lack of communication is staggering. I don't have a piece of advice about this, but I was wondering what you thought about when Bella starts talking about misogyny in her paper. Yeah, I also was wondering, I was like, what is the metaphor of Macbeth here? And then she says, right, that she's writing her paper about whether or not Shakespeare's depictions of his female Characters are misogynistic. Bella does not seem like a huge feminist to me. So maybe the conclusion she comes to in this paper is, nope. Lady Macbeth (laughs) and the witches. Not misogynistically depicted at all. Good work, Shakespeare. Strong female characters. Lady Macbeth takes charge. She murders people? Yeah. Which is what Bella aspires to a lot. I know. She says she wants to cheerfully beat Mike in this chapter. Yeah. I would actually love to read Bella's paper on Macbeth. I know. That's got to be in the appendix with the enchilada recipe. So, Julia, I just went into the budget and I added a huge quantity of money to the care package budget. So put anything in there you want. What do you want to put in there? So I have a new conspiracy theory. And I think that sending her a dream journal will help parse out what I think is going on in the text. This chapter, she has a dream where Edward, who is actually a vampire, is a vampire. Jacob, who actually will become a werewolf, is a werewolf. And then Mike is there, and he does not show any supernatural signs. Earlier, I had mentioned that maybe the bio teacher thinks Mike is a vampire, but I wonder if there is a little trail of breadcrumbs leading me to believe that Mike is a different kind of supernatural creature. A ghoul? A really healthy-looking zombie? Something like that. And so I think a dream journal would help her harness her subconscious understanding of what these people are like, and if she just took notes about when she has dreams and how the people behave, clearly she had really good intuition about Edward and Jacob – And we'll finally figure out what kind of supernatural creature Mike is. Maybe he's a ghost. I don't know. I saw him in those shorts. (laughs) He looked like he had a real body to me. (laughs) Ew. I grossed myself out. I, like, said it, and I was like, why? I mean, in your defense, ghost is no grosser than vampire. So, (laughs) like, anything goes here. Do you have anything you would like to add to Bella's care package? Yeah. A couple years ago, my mom was worried that I wasn't getting enough vitamin D. And so she sent me this really nice sun lamp and I never use it. And so I want to send it to Bella. She is literally having dreams about the sun. The sun encourages her to nap, which we say we are all for. I really think that this person needs some happy lamp time every day. Also, it would give her an excuse to stay home and wait for Edward to call. (laughs) I don't approve of her sitting around and waiting for him to show up. But if she's going to do it and she's already read all the books in the history of the world, she needs a good excuse so she can be like, oh, I was home sunning myself. That's a great idea. Yeah, she could totally use one of those. I also want to get her a faster modem. Yeah, the dial-up situation is real dismal. It is. And she's doing important research. Like, she's doing research determining at 17 whether or not she should tie the rest of her life to a monster immortal. Mm -hmm. And I feel like she should be able to, like, click on secondary links and look at tertiary sources. And I feel like maybe she doesn't do that because the modem is so slow. It's, like, prohibitively slow. And so she comes to the wrong conclusion. Right? Like, you need the right resources. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I would say dating a vampire is the wrong conclusion, but that being said, I haven't done enough research on the topic. Which is funny because you have pretty good internet. I know. So what's your excuse? Lack of interest. <laughs> 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 um. So, Vanessa, what do you think is going to happen next chapter? So there's a lot of attention paid in this chapter to... Thank goodness Bella gets a two-day break from Jim to learn the rules of badminton. And so the only reason that that would possibly be interesting to me is if we are leading up to some big badminton kerfuffle, mm. and I think that Edward is going to fly in and rescue Bella, who was about to die from a badminton accident. The only thing I am tempted to do is make a shuttle joke, but I will not <laughs> do that. I think you did. Okay, well, this has been Twilight in Quarantine, a shuttlecock from Hot and Bothered. This episode and all episodes are executive produced by Ariana Nettleman and produced by Ariana Martinez. This show was conceived of as a vampire baby by Julia Argy, and I'm Vanessa Zoltan, and I made dirty jokes. We are a production of Not Sorry Productions and are distributed by Acast. We'll talk to you in a few days.